Yep, into Gate. This is episode 205. We are talking Stargate SG1. G'day, the Gate team is here. My name's Mitch. Joining me, the Gibsons being Maddie and Brendan. G'day, g'day. Hello. Hey, mate. What's doing? Prototype. We're at uh, season nine, episode nine of uh, Stargate SG-1. Um, look, let's get into the synopsis first and foremost because there's something else I want to say about the show, but it's best that we sort of set the Ooh. set the stage. There's oh. a hook if ever I've heard one. There's a lot it's of actually, things I want to say. It's actually what you said, Maddie, but I want to share oh it. Share it with our dear audience after this. All right, the team finds an underground laboratory and a man frozen in a stasis pod. Kalik, a prisoner of the gold. But Kalik was not his prisoner. Kalik was his creation. Daniel's instinct is that if Kalik cannot be confined safely, he should be killed before he can complete his evolution. And not just because he's handsome and he might start having sex with more aliens than Daniel did, <laughs> but because he's dangerous. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we didn't sort of give any preview about what next week's episode was on uh, on last week's pod. But uh, this afternoon, we're catching up before we come in. We're, hey, what time are we coming in to record? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't get back to you, and I'm like, hey, sorry, guys. I was actually... Asleep. I had a great floor nap mid mid afternoon. <laughs> that is so your thing these days, mate. I, I pop the wiggles on, put my nineteen month old daughter next to me, and I'm like, I'm going to sleep. Uh, but just stay next to me. And I woke up and she'd ripped apart all my PlayStation discs, and the booklets are out. And I'm like, Excellent. this is why I should never rest. And um, <laughs> yeah. I said, sorry, so I was, I'm like, this is why I don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wasn't Maddie? So it was Brendan. I said, oh, sorry, I was having a sleep. And Brendan goes, watching Prototype. And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> The shot's fired already. Okay. <laughs> Let's get in and find out what everybody thought. Matt, Matty sent a gift. He did not like what I just said. Viola Davis grabbing a bag and walking out. Because <laughs> I'm like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? All right. Well, um, given, I, that, given that we're going to do Fourth Horseman in a couple of weeks, how dare you? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm i not the first time watcher of SG1, but it's, it's like a real refresher course because I watched this from start to finish, and not at one point did I go, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, I had no <laughs> memory. I, I may as well have skipped this, even though I watched yeah, this season on DVD. Especially so, 9 and 10 are virtually new for you, They're pretty they? new, but I, like, yeah. I've got a rough idea of what's... You Vala and that's it. Yeah, there's Vala. The Supergate <laughs> happened. I'm like, wow, well, a lot earlier than I thought. I know how the show ends. Like, I know a lot of bit uh, parts along the way. This I had no idea, and I think by the end of it, I actually I'm like, oh, this is... This is really someone they cannot stop. Like, mm. they don't want to kill in case that's what he wants. If they go and freeze him again, someone else is just going to thaw him out later and he's going to wreak havoc. So they've got to kind of take responsibility. And he's going to ending. If but they yeah, keep, if yeah. They leave him in the, in the device. And uh, if they keep him alive, then he's a danger as well. And it's like, so there's not really any other options on the table that they can take like this is one of the more dangerous people they've uh not so much his power set but it's his potential and the, and the what ifs of it all so i actually did like that come the sort of final 10 minutes but then i thought oh and on brendan's comment i wonder yeah for that first 30 where mm. we're just kind of watching someone sit in a chair and do some really i think they were very successful like you know stares like with that moment where he yeah. turned when daniel's mm. like dude we the get it stare. and it was just those eyes and i'm like holy yeah. when's he going to talk when's he going to talk when's he going to talk he's scaring me peter deloise made him do that about 6 or 7 times very good and just kept going slower yeah right slower and like does that made him take like a full 5 or 6 seconds mm. Just to do the head tilt and the yeah. lighting too. I don't know whether it was obviously some makeup he mm. uh, help as well, but um, and because he was supposed to pretend like he was tired and all that all the bullshit, but the uh, the shadowing as well. I think from the lighting mm. and just those eyes, and I kept waiting for him to be like, "I brought freedom and prosperity <laughs> to my new republic." Like he had a full like Anakin goes dark side sort of look yeah. about him. So yeah, I, I think I like the way that it ended, but um, maybe that first thirty minutes, I'm like, "Oh, is this is what Brennan because it's it is a bit slow." So maybe maybe that's what he's talking about—the overall effect that when you go in not having forgot it like I did, mm. that you go, "Oh shit! All right, let's just pump out this forty-two minutes." Yeah, I I, I sort of there's a few reasons I don't like it. And it's mainly because of the start. I think the end is pretty good, but what I Every time I see these episodes, and I've, we mentioned this last time, it's like they they mention something that happened off screen. I think last week it was something about Dr. What's-His-Name got injured. Mm. And and we see him again soon and nothing happens about that. What's his name? Dr. Oh, Dr. Or, Lee. Dr. Lee. Remember they said Dr. Lee hurt himself? Oh, that's right. And it, it, was was kind of like a, it was kind of like a joke, right? Yeah. In the oh, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And they did the same here. 
like the way I see it, right? The old SG ones, I always think of season one, two, and three amazing seasons. You got, you remember the names of the episodes because of what's happening in them. Mm. Yeah. So like Tin Man, you remember that because they yeah. got made to robots. Thor's hammer, Thor's hammer, Thor's chariot. Yeah. You find out Thor's there. Things like this. Whereas the, the later seasons prototype. I understand the definition of prototype, yeah. but it rings no bell with this episode There's, and I can't and I remember anything about it. I love this episode. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I was reading up on it and there was one element in one of the earlier drafts that they dropped that I think made the episode title make more sense. And what the reveal was is, because they very much in this episode lean into the whole Neity thing mm. and it makes you feel like, oh, and there was that, that line where they have like, oh, maybe Anubis was just trying to have a little taste of what it was like to be corporeal again, blah, blah, and lent into that, oh, he's trying to make an advanced host, blah, blah, blah. No, in one of the original drafts, this is his new version of the Cull Warrior. He's looking at making clones of himself who can ascend and take on ascended ancients. Oh, nice. This was the prototype for his new army. Mm. That's And they took that beat out. That was like one the of the theories, I think, to, to yeah. call Carter mentioned it. Yeah. But nothing... It was supposed to be a much bigger element of it. Right. Um, that this was going to be his new army to destroy the ancients. Mm. See, and it and probably... That, to me, that makes more sense yeah, that, for him to be a prototype. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then Anubis is... Yeah, okay. Anubis is still off fighting Omar. Yeah, yeah. So it would be nice to know a little bit more of a timeline in terms of how long Kaylee had been there because they yeah. said... All they gave us is that Anubis had to recreate some of his pre-ascension DNA. So it's obviously after his ascended, which mm. makes sense because he's trying to take on a... He found his know, old cummy agents. sock. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, so how I old... I found it, Daniel Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I did not want the eye of Ra. I wanted <laughs> my cummy sock is, in that tomb. Is Kaelic only got it. been built since like... Got it. So just first, sorry, I hope Baal gets wind of that because I'd love to, <laughs> to, um, to send us a send us a voicemail where he talks about the gummy sock. Yeah. But anyway, just putting it out there, Baal, <laughs> if, Baal if, if you're listening, buddy, if you just want to run your thoughts over that and just send us what you think. Why else right. do you think he needed that blonde? Because he, he had to get a DNA sample somehow. Yeah. So he was, she was... But the, the thing that annoyed me was that kind of the red herring of the whole episode is... They go through the Stargate and they bounce to a new gate, mm. and it's because it's organic material. Yeah, um, the gate recognised. So that's that computer chip in that DHD. Yeah. So old SG one, you would have seen. All right, let's go team. And then they go there and they're like, "Where's the map?" And then Carter's like, "Oh, this is different telemetry. Mm. We're not even on the same planet." And then the credits would roll. Like that would be the thing that would get you in, but this one's yeah. This I one's d- like General Landry to the control room, and then he and then they just back. Yeah, like, and, what? and it was and it was Carter and, like, because it was, it was Carter 30, and SG five. Yeah, yeah. That it was, was thirty two seconds into the episode, and, and I was writing that down because I already had an issue with this episode after twenty. Yeah, oh. like it opens up and Carter meets Landry. You know, she's like, "Hey, I've got a thing for you." He's like, "Good morning to you too." And she's like, "Hey, get a good look." With uh, the Toker have made contact. They've uh, they've found a gravitational disturbance. Could be a new black hole. Hey, and he's like, "Oh, it could be the you know like a supergate or mm. I think." She's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Anyway, they're not going to have a ship for some time. But I've discovered a planet um, with a gate that's actually nearby, and I'm like, "Cool." So why can't the Toker use that? Yeah, like, it- <laughs> oh my god, I never exactly. even thought of that. <laughs> Like they, they and, and in the end, it could have just been something that they discovered, right? Like they could have yeah. SG five yeah. could have been on a planet, picked up a gravitational disturbance, wow. buzzed back through to the SGC. Carter's like, I'm the fucking person to do this. Can I jump through? She and Landry's like, You've got my absolute permission to go through and help them out. Like twenty seconds in, they're like, Here's a problem. Here's why they can't solve it. Here's why I can. That they absolutely could have done the exact same thing. That makes this entire twenty seconds, which now I'm making into a five minute <laughs> rant, redundant. It was just the, so. Um, and then again, like Brennan said, then the next scene, she's already come back, and I'm like, There's a lot going on that means absolutely fuck all. The part of me that wants to defend this episode because I love it so much goes. Mm. Oh, sure. I'm sure the token could go through there, but they wouldn't have the same technology that we have that could measure the black hole and blah, mm. blah, blah. And then as you're talking, going, but they're the ones that fucking discovered the, the gravitational anomaly. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, they have some kind of yeah. sensors and shit that can And then they, so they like, wipe that away. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. You're 100% right. <laughs> where they're down in, in the laboratory, and I think it, been, it's like two or three scenes into that um, part of the story. And I think one of the members of SG5 comes in. It might even be Daniel. He goes, hey, pff, that old gravitational disturbance, 
Just a regular black hole. <laughs> just a regular black hole. And Turns Daniel- out we never should have gone there. And Shanksy yeah. almost shows his disdain for the writing in that particular moment. Because <laughs> I swear he does the Daniel thing where he puts his hands on the hips and goes, oh, well, that's good. Like, he had, he didn't care. He was there to read some really cryptic shit in ancient like, writing. fix this fucking flitzing yeah. screen. The fact that he might screen. get sucked into a black hole, like in, what, season two, it, fine, I'm here reading some cool shit. But, like, they go, hey, that whole thing that, like, we made really convoluted and then we kind of made it redundant but kept it a thing because we made it a thing. Well, now we're 12 minutes in, like, it didn't matter in the first place. I'm like, then why the f- did we do any of this? Like, mm. we could have just went to a planet. Again, it would have just been like, oh, wow, they go somewhere, they find something weird. I get that we've done that 70 times yeah, before. Yeah, that's the beauty of the show. But that's yeah. what the show is. Like, I, we don't need to overcomplicate it by going, another race of aliens have done this and there's a black hole, but it could have been about those other aliens. Yeah. And oh. Talking about things that happened yeah. off camera. That's yeah. so annoying. Yes, it's going yeah, to a yeah. lot of detail and you're like, wait, wait, this is confusing. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. We could, it could have just started as a just a normal off-world mission. Yeah, we go somewhere. We're not where we're supposed to be, and figure yeah. it out from there. Did it need to be the whole SG five? Oh, this is weird. And then I would have liked because, like I said before, I liked how the old episodes were, uh, you know, Tin Man and whatever. Yeah, if they had him name this son of. Son of Anubis, yeah. Or obviously that gives away a bit. Uh, yeah, it's a bit too much for like the do... ghost of Anubis, or mm. you know, something like that. Yeah, something a little. I think the reveal of of who and what Kalek was was maybe a little bit earlier. It could have been the bigger reveal a little bit later. But obviously, you don't get as much of Neil Jackson being like an absolute badass, and he had a lot of monologues in this. And it's like if you if you sort of measured it just on a on a pure minute by minute thing, like he had a lot of just solo screen time of him basically just looking at the camera and talking. That's a lot of pressure to put on like a guest star. Mm. Like, and he, I think he pulled it off really, What's really well. What's his name? Neil Jackson. He did, um, uh, he was in Push with Chris Evans where he was a telekinetic as well. He did um, Alexander with Colin Farrell and he's just recently uh, did a stint on um, Stargirl as mm. um, one of the ice villains or something like that. I haven't seen Stargirl yet. I need to watch it. I just really love you. I love that turn where he does like the Kubrick stare. Mm. And I think the whole episode is because it was actually written by a new, this is a new writer, Alan McCullough. It's mm. his very first episode. He did this as a, he just sort of came in and just did it as, as a one and done thing. Um, and then they ended up putting him on staff. And he, he up, does a lot. He ended up writing about 19 episodes for the franchise. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and SGU as well. He made, um, I think my favorite one that he wrote is. Uh, the Deadless Variations in Stargate yeah. Atlantis. I love that episode yeah, that's a great so one. much. So, yeah, no, I think you guys are right in terms of, yeah, there's maybe a little bit of uh, extra fluff getting us to where we needed to be. But, yeah, obviously the main element of this episode was, A, the Calix stuff, but also, B, like, giving us that darker side of Daniel, which is what yeah, gets, gets love me that. so many hearts. I love that. It gave me a throwback to, and we spoke about it maybe season one or season two, whatever it was, that time when Daniel got really dark um, when he shot oh, the, yeah. the primter bowl and killed yeah. all the things, like I love that kind of Daniel. Yeah, that, that's what gets me ten hards. So I got ten hards over this episode just with the Daniel being the one to be like, yeah, no, kill him. Mm, I'm totally. Yeah. I almost wish. Jack and you was... know, because it's Jackson, you're like, he, this is serious. Yeah, he's take he's thought about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and he sees no way out. And that's what I love about the character of Daniel Jackson so much is no matter what it is, he is always a hundred percent behind his his beliefs mm. and what he what he what he feels he's like no i i can completely articulate why i i've reached this decision and mm. why i'm correct um i almost would have loved though and he knows how evil anubis is yeah yeah mm, and i well. would have loved to have seen maybe what would have happened if jack was still here would jack would it be would they fall back into that classic thing maybe jack would have been the one to say let's kill um kill Kalik, and daniel would have been the one protecting him or would the two of them both been like, no, no, it's Anubis. We need to, we need to yeah. kill him now. Mm. And it would have been those two against Woolsey. So I would have or loved Carter to have seen... even, yeah. If Woolsey wasn't there, Carter could be. But we can learn a lot because she remember she yeah. did that for, for the Colonel, uh, the Replicator as well. Yeah, she that's was trying right. To do that, but maybe she's learned from that. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, so yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really clever to bring Woolsey in to be the one that. Yeah, I um, like that. Was advocating for it, and he's just he's just so green. Like nothing Woolsey said was really wrong. Mm. Like everything he said was correct. Like yeah. yeah, you know all this stuff about the budgetary stuff. You know, bring I I did like the even though this is a very Goa'uld you know Anubis heavy thing, 
Wolsey Blonde's bringing in saying, well, this guy's very, very similar to what a prior can do. So mm. we can, you haven't, you haven't given us anything to help fight the Ori yet. This could actually help. And then mm. spoiler alert. For next, for next week's episode, <laughs> it does. Yeah. So Woolsey was very, very right. It just sucks that two extras had to die mm. um, before, yeah, you bunch. know. Well, it was those two and then the there's four guys in the in one of the hallways. A couple oh, of other yeah. people got fucked up. So mm. there's a lot of people that died on base. Yeah. And I, I was thinking at the end, oh, because um, Carter and Daniel do something in the in laboratory. And then Daniel's like, oh, we got to try one more thing. Yeah. And it left that. And I'm like, that can't be your plan, just to let him destroy the base and come back <laughs> yeah. to his home world. Mm. And then obviously, you know, they made it come back to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I wanted to um, check with you, Mitch, given that it's been so long since you've seen the episode, mm. how long before you realised that... Like, because obviously there's that moment where Sam goes and sees Daniel when they're on the planet mm. and the scene's about to end. And she's like, oh, we need to get back and blah, 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 do this and let Landry know. And Daniel just has that one line where he says, oh, we need one more thing before that. And then it cuts away. And that's obviously the moment where he's setting up, we need to change the dial, yeah. the yeah. dialing device. And obviously you don't, you don't realize that till later. Mm. Did, was that telegraph for you? Or did no. you not realize it until after Kaylee had, had gone and oh, the game think, started dialing? No, I think up? when Carter said that she did it. Like, because <laughs> I, I was, again, I was. Why I, did I, you I, come back? I think I'd forgotten <laughs> so much about the start of the episode because I, I, I wrote off like, you know, it was like baby out with the bathwater type thing. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of what felt redundant, but because uh, I was conf- and also just confused. But then even when they explained it, I still felt confused because, like, the wormhole closed, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so why of- did it dial back, and how did he like? Well, yeah. there's that line where basically what happens. So what happens is at the start, I think she you, explained yeah, you, it. Um, it goes to the it holds you in the gate mm. until you get the, until it gets its password or whatever. And then if it doesn't get that, it dials a different address without you materializing. And it just pops you out a different gate. So you never actually mm. go back to that planet. Yeah. So that's what it was. The, the wormhole closed, the gate on Calix planet didn't get the code, but they changed where it was supposed to dial to mm. instead of being some random to dial. But there was no, there was no event horizon anywhere. At that point, he was just sort of existing. Yeah, right. That's what I was confused yeah. about. Well, it's like remember, the wormholes um, just but remember in the t- middle of nowhere. No, yeah. re- remember Tilk was held in the in the gate. Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But I, I but felt that like was to the receiving gate. Yeah, which, yeah, and which, like, which is where which is where Kalik was. So Kalik went through our gate. So just stayed in the buffer, dialed S- back. Stayed in the buffer mm. in his planet's gate. Right. The thing in the DHD didn't get its code, uh, so okay. it held him in the buffer. And instead of just dialing a random planet and spitting it out like it did with mm. Carter and, and SG-5 the first time, it was re- re- redone by Carter to only dial back to Earth. Back mm. to Earth. So, so that's why... So Kalik essentially would have stepped through the Stargate um, and then stepped back out. Mm. From his point of view. From his point of view. Yeah, he just yeah. stepped in like, and stepped back out. Yeah, point... Which didn't... Didn't Jack do that in an episode from his point of view? Was it like Ergo or... Yeah. One was, of those? Yeah. It was like, yeah. we stepped through and we stepped back. Mm. That's what Kalik would have experienced. Mm. Yeah, I just okay. Remind me that again. I only watched this a matter of hours ago, but I'm just forgetting the start. So in in my head, the start was that obviously already sent them out through. Yep, sweet. Let's send yep. who are they sending through a team? Or? Carter and SG five. Carter and SG five. Right, that's right. And but they got sent through like wormhole. Uh, Event horizon opens. They go through a wormhole. Come out at the end of the planet. The wormhole closes. Yeah, they're already there. The wormhole doesn't exist. The event horizons are gone. Then they go, hang on a second. There's no mail. We're not at the right place. Dial back to Earth. Come back. Yeah. Whereas... But they were on a third planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. this one, they'd what they'd rigged it so it wasn't going to randomly find another planet, mm-hmm. but it was still going to close off... Yeah. yeah, instead of jumping like, to yes. a random gate, like, yeah, I just yeah. I've, in okay, my so, okay. In so my, he, let me say how wrong I am, and then you can. Like, I'll just say what I in yeah. my head why I'm wrong or what I am, which is yeah. going to be wrong. They open up, Earth opens up. They're hoping to dial to wherever they're going to go. The gate goes, nah, you're going here. But that wormhole exists. No, no two no, separate wormholes. It, so here's here, this is the way I understand it: mm. is Carter and SG five. Well, the SGC sent through a melt. It got to Calix planet. Yep. Not a problem because there was no organic materials mm. or whatever. Second time it goes through. Uh, sorry, uh, Carter and SG5 go through. They step through the wormhole. 
that wormhole closes. At that point, Carter and SG-5 haven't rematerialized yet. They're still being held inside the buffer inside the Stargate. Right. The DHD detects that they don't have the appropriate code. Mm. As far as Carter... And this might take a minute or so. Yeah. Carter and SG... Because it did say... It was like seven attempts, like eight seconds apart or whatever. Mm. The, the, the DHD gives the chance for that to happen. Right. So Carter and SG-5 are clearly unaware. They, they still think they're traveling through the gate. But what the gate has done mm. has then gone, nope, these guys don't have the right clearance. It's just dialed any old random planet and spat them out. So as far as Carter and SG-5 were aware, they stepped through the stargated Earth and arrived on unknown planets. Yeah, yeah. That's I think how, in my because they, they had to connect... The planet that didn't want to accept them, mm-hmm. they had to connect with that for that gate to send back a go and no thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. that wormhole did exist. Yes. They they went to that they went yeah. to Calix planet, but they never but materialized. They, yeah. they stayed in the Stargate yeah, yeah. on Calix planet. That's the mean. So that, that was open and it then it shut off on Calix planet. Yeah, so if you were redirecting there somewhere the DHD else. Mm. Yeah. On Calix planet, the wormhole would open, you'd see the event horizon. Yeah. No one would come through, and then it was shut off. Yeah, yeah. So like, and then the, the DHD would dial itself mm. and send it to another planet. Correct. Yeah. That was the ironically that we're talking getting into the nitty gritty because this is actually the streamlined version of what happened. What Alan McCulloch, who wasn't overly familiar with Stargate, had done his original thing was actually on the planet. There was like two Stargates stuck back to back, or something like that, which is an idea they do kind of use later on that I won't spoil too mm. much for Mitch. But it's he had this whole idea and it was way, way more complicated than that. And Cooper and Brad Wright were like, no, no, let's just... And then they created kind of the, what, they call, s- what they call the cord, uh, call forwarding. Yeah. Is, is sort of the... Yeah, Mitchell says, oh, it's uh, call forwarding. I can understand why you'd be confused though because there was an episode, I think it was one of your favourite episodes, the time, the time dilation one. Mm. They they shot that cannon, which made the wormhole jump to a different Stargate. Yeah. So that Stargate... Yeah. That was the same that, wormhole. That was the same wormhole jumped to another gate. Whereas, mm. whereas this is this, two wormholes. Yeah, this was more like 48 hours. Yeah. With with a, with the programming yeah. of Avenger 2.0. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. I feel like even in my own head, I'm like, I'm like um, what is my... Not my point, but I'm like, what is my... What's the hill that I'm sitting on trying to figure out <laughs> where I am? And I don't even know that I'm going to make sense. Like, I think in my head, because when they do go through a gate, they immediately communicate back to the gate. You know, they might go, okay, we're, cool, we're here. Um, we'll yeah. chat in 15 minutes like they do in this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll chat back. So it is an instantaneous thing. Like, you step through a wormhole, it's a, it's essentially instantaneous. It's not like you go through our event horizon closes, but it might take you 15 yeah, minutes like to pop up somewhere seconds. else. So yeah. in my head... The gate like was open. It doesn't matter where Sam and SG Five popped out of. Our event horizon was still open when they arrived at the yeah, secondary no. planet. No, it wasn't because that was that's two wormholes. So yeah, I think that's where I got stuck yeah. because then come the end of the episode, he goes through and it shuts off. But I guess well that would have to be a different thing because an outgoing wormhole correct can't also then turn into an incoming. So it has to shut it off. Yeah. Store him in the memory. You know, up in yeah. the cloud. No, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Like yeah. there was no, like you said, the scene where Mitchell's like, hey, "Okay, we're here," blah blah blah, and like touches the map. Hmm. So I kind of like the the the, the cut scene that's and in. Why my... did he touch the camera? To turn it off or whatever. <laughs> I guess because we it's okay. the fir- it's the first time we've seen it from that angle too. Just yeah. watching someone talk into a camera. Normally, we're back at the SGC seeing it on the screen. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so now in my brain, after you've said that, the the scene that's missing now is like when Carter and SG five went through, and then. There was no return message, and the and the gate just just closed. There's Walter just in the corner going, "That bitch, then fine, be rude, <laughs> you know, yeah, like oh, right. don't don't say you got there safe." That would have been hilarious. Yeah, they should have done that. Yeah, or that, or yeah, that's what I was saying. There should have been something at the start of that instead of just S- mm. her and SG Five coming back because they wouldn't just come back normally. They would dial radio, "Hey, we're in the mm. wrong planet," mm. or is the you know what I mean? Well, With and there's radios? also the that would have been easy too, because oh no 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 they would have they would have called from the from the, the wrong mysterious... planet yeah they would have called from the wrong planet because they still would have had to have um, deactivate the iris and stuff like that we just kind of missed yeah. all that. Yeah, logistics yeah. and stuff. That's so, what I mean. Like yeah. normally, the old SG one, you would go with SG one. Yeah, would this I guess wasn't SG one, but it was Carter. Yeah, and then that would have made that would have been easy if they wanted to save budget. They just show that screen and go, okay, yeah, 
Yeah. Gary's just there going, all right, Carter, have you made it? Hello? All right. Okay, yeah. shuts up. Yeah, he's like, oh, f*** that bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess... That would have been yeah, I guess, great. I guess it's probably those oh, time constraints, said, like, too, of trying yeah. to do, like, a... Like, if, if they could do, like, what Game of Thrones do or did and just, like, oh, we can have an episode any length we want... Mm. Then I reckon they could do something like that. But yeah, I guess when you've got to, you know, hit the your forty four minute mark, I guess they've got to be when like, you oh, gotta we need to do this. Let Michael Shanks that. have five pages of dialogue. <laughs> well, I feel like <laughs> it's Kaelic, in his contract, mate. I feel like Kalik had more than that. Kaelic. I fucking loved his like it it feels weird to say, but it's like there was just this weird, like, intimate, sensual nature about him. Like there was a couple of moments yeah. where it's like he was almost feeling like a sexual pleasure thinking about all the and horrible mm. things that Anubis had done. Yeah, I kept looking at his mouth. Done. I'm like, ew. <laughs> he, was, well, f- he was just just so, like, just... Yeah. Like, I just fe- I just found myself being, like, drawn into him. And then and then there was that moment, like, he was almost, like, flirting with Daniel a little bit. And he was even flirting with da- with Woolsey in that moment where he's, like... It was, it was, like, making fun of him, but it was also, like, oh, yes, I know your name, Richard. Or mm. do you prefer Dick? Oh, great line. And I was, was like, good. oh, that is so good. I'm like... That almost feels like a Peter DeLuise line that we yeah. had the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, oh. And then fuck, I think okay, I right. think Woolsey fucked up too, like getting on his high horse there. He stuffed up because he's like, all right, there's fucking 50,000 volts of electricity going through that thing below you. We've got a Tokra shield one way so we can shoot you if yeah. you want. I'm mm. like, you shouldn't have said that because he's <laughs> just pulled those guys in. It's the equivalent of um, everyone criticising um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. When, I haven't uh, seen it. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, okay. I haven't maybe, actually seen Bruce, any of that phase. Maybe I shouldn't. Apart maybe from I, Love and Thunder. Maybe I shouldn't give Oof. the spoiler away. Do you know Do you know what happens in Multiverse no. of Madness? Do you know any of the other characters? Okay, well, I won't, I won't put it in there, but there's... <laughs> Something happened. There's a moment where, like, a bunch of people trying to stop the bad guy go, oh, this person here could destroy you with this particular thing. And then the bad guy takes that away from them in an instant. And it's like, if, right. if they hadn't have set, said that first, yeah. yeah, the movie would have been over. Right. Um, Did you they... know if Thor didn't have yeah. his, his hammer... We'd be absolutely defenseless again. Oh, you've just taken the hammer. Yeah, oh, damn it. Takes yeah. hammer away immediately. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what they did. I mean, here. sound plan that he had, like, it was like they ran through everything that's going on, and then he's like burning the, the thing, you know, just to, to yeah. cut the cable out. That's great. And then he, yeah, yanks in the guys, electrocutes them so that Mitchell will turn it off to stop killing them. But now that he's dead, now the things, I'm like, great plan. And everything worked out. Like, it mm. was, it was really, like, it was, yeah, a super powered. people. Yeah, well, it's, yes, yes. It's, it's that thing. And again, and again because yeah. I'm like, that can't be your plan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, again, they, they have to do things stupidly so there's plot. Mm. Yeah. Like, and we'll get to that next week as well with Aurora. There's there's things that were done stupidly so that the episode can happen. But it's like, in this episode, it's like, okay, well, if they'd have just, like, because we as an audience need to know what they've set up that there's the shunt and the electrified floor and the, and the one way. Mm. Sh- but it's like, if that was done in like a briefing room scene or something yeah. like that where we as the audience are here, like, yeah. you know, Mitchell's reporting it to Landry going, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this. And Woolsey's like, yeah, wow, that seems like it, blah. But it's like telling Caleb. Yeah, telling the guy. Let's him then start going, okay, well, I can stop this by doing this. Yeah, like, to be a flex. And yeah. just Even though just... <laughs> that scene was bookended by other scenes, then going, he's probably like seven steps ahead of us. Like, yeah. I think everything we're doing, he might want us to do. Do you think he heard us? Yeah. Like, did you think he couldn't? Like the guy that's mind reading, <laughs> you might also have super hearing. Like, yeah. let's just, let's just consider everything's a chance. I was just, I actually loved, I wrote down his killing mon- monologue and I'm like, oh, this is so great where he's describing it. And then he just kind of did the same thing four different ways. In the same scene, he's like, oh, you know, the, the pleasure of killing. And Daniel's like, mm. he's like, they must have loved the sound of men screaming. And it's like, oh, sinister. He's like, the sound of their screams must have given them great pleasure. <laughs> cool. Mm. The color of their red blood. And I'm like, oh, dude, we oh, get it. You want to kill someone. Like, just bring in a lamb or something. Let him cut, <laughs> let him kill the lunch. Like, spray the bloodlust blood in this blood. <laughs> My Christ. Apparently, the, the intention here is basically they called this their Silence of the Lambs episode. Mm. This is what, that's what, that that was the inspiration is they, they called this the Silence of the Lambs Well, didn't episode. they do that with that guy with the cigarette with the girl in the glass cage? I can't remember the name of the episode. The one where oh, yeah. the one that Amanda oh, Tapping directed. Uh, Resurrection. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a Yeah, I guess. creepy moment. Yeah. But um yeah, the, I did like his acting. Mm. The bit that annoyed me was like Daniel's plan 
for them to come for him to come back to earth made no sense because all right he Mitchell's shooting him and then mm. oh he didn't see Daniel coming like it's still yeah, within yeah. the same angle of view that Mitchell did he's stopping Mitchell's bullets but then Daniel shot him I'm like what the fuck <laughs> what do you mean well, he was like Neo stopping bullets. Yeah. So he should have a wall in front of him stopping bullets, but then he's Daniel shot him at the same time. Yeah, he's only he well, was only I... focused on them stopping from that particular angle. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, it was again for us audience, but because then he just yeah, Mitchell I'm looks like, well, three shoot? meters away, and Daniel's like, "Hey, good shooting." And I'm like, "How did?" Yeah, you you're not... like from me to you. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that shit happens yeah. all the time. Well, and he I'm can just, stop just... bullets, but he didn't stop that one. Mm. It's just yeah, well, I, I think because you're you're adding that neo shield thing to it, it's like when he was only focused on Mitchell, but it, so he what was I'm only focused on that gun and o- was only focused. If you're at on, the top of the ramp, you yeah. can see both doors. Mm. Oh yeah, and he could have easily just turned his eyes or his peripheral vision and seen Daniel come in with a gun too. Yeah, yeah, he just had to be at the bottom of the strange. ramp and have like someone on either side of the of the blast doors. Because I found earlier on when he he was stopping them, and I'm like. Get someone run around the other side of the like shoot yeah. him in the back. Like surely he yeah. he can't stop both at the same time. Like that's got to surely we can write that weakness into his power set or something. And it ended up being what was his undoing. And then they managed to how did they get the scan of his brain, knowing that he was only looking at Mitchell. Scan of his brain. Well, that's where the whole the whole um, weapon, without doing too much spoilers. Yeah. The weapon for the fourth horseman. Came out of Calix's mind. No, that that was when he killed the SFs. He was still connected to the machine when he used his telepathy. Yeah, to draw halfway, those halfway oh, through the episode okay. through the shield and throw them onto the electrical the right. electrical floor. Okay, that was the information that they had. Not him. Not him stopping the bullet. Yeah, because I'm like, how just, did, I didn't get that bit. They had they had the technology stuff of knowing what his brain was doing. Um, when he was while he was connected, him. but then they had exper- experimental knowledge of knowing that well, Calix couldn't stop couldn't be focusing on two things at once while using his powers. Right. So that's why they went, okay, well, we can, that's how we can use this so for the prior. huge gamble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, massive, massive. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I just was like, so if that didn't, like, if that didn't work, he would have just killed the whole base? Yeah. Well, I th- That's I th- the plan? No, I, I think the plan was just similar. They said it in one line. There was that planet is the one place Kalik cannot go to. Mm. So it didn't matter. Even if he came back to the base, it was then going to take him another, you know, five minutes to force his way back into the gate room to dial the gate again or whatever, or use his telepathy. So just would have given him... He'd have to find the ship. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. it. He he would have to have figured that out and then tried to just say, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. And then we So they were just happy to sacrifice there. the whole base, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would have been funny if if Carter would have, instead of sending it back to Earth, send it to that ice planet where they sent the last yeah. Anubis thing. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, instead of there's the, yeah. the poo planet and there's That's the Anubis planet. Yeah. So like every it, time he comes back, just send yeah. the f*** to the, to the Arctic. Send it to the black hole planet. Dad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I know. The fact that he kept calling him father and dad, yeah, that was, was like, sick. that's, that's like creepier that. than Ooh, you yeah, just being a absolutely. clone or something. Because I, I like the reveal when Daniel was in the lab and he's like, this is this is the son of Anubis, yeah. and then it cut away. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. sick!" Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's one thing I really didn't like about this episode, and that was the audio commentary. Ooh. So you look and you go, "Okay, writer Alan McCulloch, director Peter Deloise. Oh, fantastic! This it's gonna be good. It's gonna be Peter Deloise commentary. Uh, awesome. With the new writer, this could be cool. This yeah. would be great. And if you can't drag Gary um, Jones in anymore to have fun, I guess. Well, yeah. Know, well, that's what yeah, I'm going to. Allows. So. Well, what's happened in this episode? Don't tell me. Peter DeLuise has not done the audio commentary. Oh, don't tell me. The audio commentary is don't. new writer Alan McCulloch and his new boss that don't he can suck it. up to, one Robert C. Cooper. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who, by the way... Cooper! Who, by the way, spends most of the time just just these little microaggressions just by, like, not saying, not saying, oh, yeah, we'd love to get Neil Jackson back. It's like, oh, we'd love to hire Neil Jackson back mm. again. Little microaggressions like that just to let you know that Peter DeLuise yeah. is, you know, at the top of the food chain. Mm. But the mm. thing that got me the most is... I wouldn't mind slave auctioning old Jackson again. <laughs> yeah. 
the wish is Cooper has I don't know he just flat out doesn't like Peter Deloise. Have a listen to these. Because he's a better writer. Hi, I'm uh, Robert Cooper, uh, executive producer of Stargate SG-1. And um, while I'm sure uh, you may be initially disappointed that uh, uh, Peter Deloise, uh, the director of this episode, isn't here, uh, we do have uh, on hand for you um, uh, Alan McCullough, uh, the writer of this particular episode. Uh, hello. Say hello. Say hello, Alan. Hello, everybody. Peasant? <laughs> it's um, McCullough. I don't even care what your name is. So he McCullough! just says, "Oh yeah, we we know we know you love Peter Deloise, but um yeah no no we 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 put it we put a stop to his really entertaining commentaries, and I'm here instead. And yeah. this is the kicker. Have a listen to this. This is maybe not even 15 minutes in. He's like a lame school principal. Oh, <laughs> j- just you wait to hear this, mate. This is of course in the uh, in the lab that they discover with the intermittent power supply. Uh, they, uh, I, I forget what it said in the script, but the, the fritzing, I think, was uh, it turned out to be a little more, more irritating <laughs> yeah. on, on screen than we anticipated. <laughs> well, when you, it's, a, it's a good lesson to be learned. Uh, when you write irritating in the script, uh, <laughs> that will, what is what will be executed. Uh, if Peter DeLuise were here now, he would probably say, well, uh, you said uh, irritating here uh, on page 34. And then he would probably make a, a you know, pee-pee poo-poo joke uh, of some kind. Of, uh, those of you who are uh, used to Peter's uh, commentaries will probably miss his uh, rather colorful uh, additions. Uh, Robert, colorful. Robert C. Cooper, a grown-ass motherfucking man who is essentially a showrunner of SG-1 now that Brad Wright's over on Atlantis, just as a grown man said, pee-pee-poo-poo joke <laughs> on a commentary. Can we just hear that one line again? Yeah. And then he would probably make a, a you know, pee-pee-poo-poo joke uh, of some kind of... And that guy's new. He's just trying to laugh at the boss. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm so glad to have a job. <laughs> You're so funny. What the actual f***? What a guy. I mean, I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> so many years. He And he did that in person. Back in episode one, I said f***ing Cooper. Everyone doubted me. And now. <laughs> and then he puts on that weird voice and does an imitation of Peter Dillard's yes. yeah. voice. And he did it like two more times through the commentary. And through the stuttering in too. Like where I feel like Dillard, obviously it's it's done ironically. And yeah. uh, it's done for comedic purposes. Yeah. Uh, 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 you, you wrote this and then I'm like, shut Robert, don't. Do you want everyone else to make fun of you? They've yeah. got dossiers on you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very rude. Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we write things, but we expect you to kind of read between the lines, yeah. Peter. I'm, I'm sorry, we said irritating and you gave us irritating. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what, a, what, a thesaurus, what, a, what a shit fucking director you are. <laughs> When me, the boss, gives you a script that says irritating and you give me something that's irritating. Uh, that's too irritating, Peter. Oh, Sounds like an argument in marriage. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you told me to do this, so I did that. I expected you to know what I really wanted yeah. you to do, though. That's a, He's like, yeah, oh, that's go tell some thing. more pee-pee poo-poo <laughs> jokes. I'm not, look, I'm not oh, trying man. to single out the wives out there, but Robert C. Cooper in this particular circumstance is the wife yeah. and Peter DeLuise is the husband. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But my wife's once said to me, "My wife, can't you?" Ta-, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before. Can't you take the bins out? I go, "Yeah, just I will do it. Just tell me if you wanted. I'll do it when I no- think I need to do it. Mm-hmm. If you think I need to do it, you just tell me." Yeah, but she said, "I I want you to know when I want to do it without me asking." <laughs> and I go, "But I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do it." <laughs> I don't have ESP. <laughs> I can't read your you know, mind. Before I came into the studio tonight and we were saying goodnight to my, my oldest boy and he obviously didn't think that he was going to go to bed at, at that particular time and he, he kept, well, maybe he was asking for dessert or something and you know he had a pretty, he'd done all right today as far as sweets goes. And we said, no, not tonight. He goes, oh, I just, I just thought that. And she's, well, it's not my problem what you thought. Like, you know, and, and yeah. it's something into that nature. And I'm like, oh, hang on, hang on a <laughs> hang on a second. Uh, and Brendan and I have, have actually been on nights out where it's like, hey, don't care what time you're going to get home. Don't even tell me. Don't even yeah. don't don't tell me. You guys go out there, have fun with each other. We don't want to know when you're coming home. And then you get a text at like midnight going, 
I thought you would have been home by now. I'm like, I'm sorry you thought that. Because it sounds like that thought that you had is giving you some real dramas. That is so not my problem. That sounds the equivalent of, I'm sorry you're upset. That's not an apology. It has the word sorry in it. That is not an apology. So good. Hashtag husband chat. Fucking Cooper. Look what he's done. Um, another fun thing I found out about this episode is um, like there's that great moment early on just as Calix coming out of his little um, freezer tube where Daniel like has a go at Mitchell and he's like, new guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, I, don't know, I love that moment. That was so good. But that actually led to another moment where you may recognize that there's the moment where SG-1 arrive on the planet. And it's you know it's it's in the opening credits. You mm, see mm. like the full team coming through. Yeah, the game. there were a couple of shots like, when that when Mitchell got thrown shot. up against the concrete wall. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, this is well, this yeah. is this is full of those little bits. Yeah. So um, there's a reason behind that big grand entrance that they all got through mm. um through the Stargate. That particular shot that we just watched there uh, is uh, is uh, interesting for a number of reasons. One, it's in the main title. Uh, uh, two. Uh, ben Browder came to me about uh, seven, I think, episodes into the show, and he said, "Rob, Rob, uh, you know, I'm, 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 on, I'm on SG One, you know, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the show, and uh, how come I never been through the gate? <laughs> when do I get to go through the gate?" And and we realized we had done seven or eight episodes at that point. And never shot him. We never actually shot him going exiting through the or entering, yeah. Exiting or entering the star. He had obviously been through the gate. He'd been off-world on missions before. Really? So that's the first time we've actually seen Mitchell cross an event horizon. Wow. Is it later that he we find out that he's counting? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first time we actually see every other time, every other episode. Like all those times in the in Avalon and stuff where he went back and forth to Dakara half a dozen times. Because they're trying to save money in SG-1. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Was the gate real? I feel like that was CGI. Yeah, there was a couple of moments, not the gate, but the actual puddle. There was a couple of times where they used the practical puddle, where it's literally just like a a screen behind behind the gate rather than any CGI and stuff like that to save money. Yeah. Yeah, they have a big light there, don't they? It's like a... Yeah, like that a, just a, for the, there's like a screen with a that's rear, for the reflection. A rear projector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the window. Yeah, it's like a rear hmm. projector screen and stuff like that. Because they said, yeah, it's wow. What do they say? It's so something to do with the deal they got with, I guess, what Sci-Fi or MGM or whoever the deal's done with. You know, they got X amount of money to make Atlantis for the year and X amount of money to make SG One for the year. But then obviously they can do whatever they want with that money. Yeah. So they were putting more money, like say, it might've been say 60, 40 or something like that. 60, 40 was going to Atlantis cause it was the newest show. So they were still building lots of new sets. Whereas, you know, SG one was using a lot of existing sets. Yeah. So yeah, the, like if you look at like even this episode, really the only extra bits we had was the lab, I guess, but it's like a reuse of Jack's freezer, Mm, freezer yeah. pod, a reuse of Neity's, you know, a pedestal. And from, I think it looks similar to the to the Jafar's pedestal in the council room too. Yeah, and then like, similar. well, that would make sense, that. I guess, if they're yeah. gold slash ancient inspired. Yeah. And then like, obviously, you know, when they're they're out on location, it's like when Daniel and Teal find rings in the ground. It's like, well, that's an existing prop that they already mm. have. So um so yeah, little things like that where they just use the practical puddles and stuff like that. They said cost them nothing. Mm. Um because they have all that, so they can put more money towards um Atlantis. Oh wow. Mm. I'd never noticed that about Mitchell with the uh coming through the gates. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Mm. It was a good shot. Like obviously they use it in the in the mm. in the opening credits for a reason. Like it's a mm. great shot. Like you know they're obviously walking. It's not steady. You know they um yeah, yeah good t- almost good makes background you think, and like what you guys are saying. That could have been the opening shot of the episode of you know instead of all that f- yeah. around with SG five yeah. and the and the gravitational mm. anomaly. It's like yeah. could have just been SG one going on a new mission. Yeah, and they hey we're on the wrong planet. Yeah, you it is unusual that, that shot. I've noticed. Being off world and the gate being in the ground, it's usually on a pedestal. Yeah, correct. Mm. And they're coming down some stairs or something. Yeah. Whereas I feel, whereas I feel like Atlantis very much there's there's never a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me then if the gate being in the ground like that is probably all CGI. That's what I thought because it's very wide. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't see the top of it, but like all four of them came through very comfortably, Mm. and I don't think you could go through the ramp. The ramp you can go four across, that, but you, you can, kind but of you shoulder kind to shoulder. Of sh- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. close together. 
Anyway, that was a cool shot. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. And I like the end too because like Woolsey pops up and he's like he's something of an antagonist because he wants something different. He's he's that classic Earthbound again, not antagonist, but for lack of a better word, with mm. people that just exist outside of the base that just don't get it, right? Yeah. Like have, have different ideals to what they do and yeah, have different opinions. Like, this guy's dangerous. He's he's Anubis two point Like he we cannot even trust his weaknesses. We can't do anything with him. We've got to get him out. Nah, see, you're not thinking big picture. We need to experiment on him. Like, no, we agree, but we can't. He's dangerous. Like, well, we don't think so. And it's like you fuckers, like just if listen they had to people just that shut the door instead of having the Tokra thing. Mm. Would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <right>? exactly. <laughs> but um the Tokra shield. Just there, shut the door. There, I forget the, the, the exact line no, of dialogue. No, no Tokra available to go and check out that anomaly. Yeah. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> hey, we, we, need, we need a one-way shield. Have you guys got one of those? Yeah, <laughs> no. sure. We'll come and do that now. Just drop it off. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, the, I, I forget uh, the exact line shit. of dialogue, but Woolsey in the, in the I think, the final shot before it goes black sort of pops back up mm. to sort of say, hey, look, some shit went down. Look, we, you know, with, with Danielson, look, we agree with each other, but we didn't. And it was just a moment. And again, I forget the exact line. I might even put it in post. Right now. That doesn't mean we don't all want what you're looking for. And the answers are still out there. You were right about the risks. Believe me, I wish I'd been wrong. Me too. He acknowledges that he was wrong. Yeah. And that he he takes on board. He, he sort of... Uh, takes responsibility for the deaths that happened mm. because he pushed so hard. Yeah, and yeah. that maybe there's, you know, I mean, I've certainly seen his photo pop up in a future of something Stargate related <laughs> that I assume he's got a, <laughs> a a more regular future. But um, I guess knowing as little as I do, and I know very little, that it's it's moments like that that I saw at the end of this episode mm. that pave the way for him to be a bit more of a uh, sympathetic character rather yeah. than just be what he's been so far in his minimal time so far where you're like, oh, okay, he's just another one of these suit-wearing pricks that show yeah. up to tell us we're doing a bad job. I'm glad you recognise him, Mitchell, because he's just, he's just a phenomenal actor. Just absolutely phenomenal. Oh, don't. God. Okay. Well, while we're playing this, <laughs> I'll get my that's one ready. Jesus Christ. I'm not saying anything. I know you're not. Uh, a lot of our fans would recognize Robert Picardo as the, the hologram doctor from Voyager Star Trek. And he is rock solid. I mean, he comes prepared. He brings so much. And usually when I work with an actor who has a ton of experience like he does, I just try to get out of his way because I respect his ability. Okay. Just respects his ability right. being such well, a great actor. And did you, hear that, did you hear that first bit he said where he just said, a lot of our fans. So Peter DeLuise Some. saying a lot of our fans would recognize him from. Matty. Yeah, they would have seen the ads. I say again. <laughs> I'll say Stargate again. Came on. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Also, you get this. I know that Peter said it, but like Brendan raised a good point. That's not from the commentary, mate. Yeah, it's not even from your this episode. Your previous commentary moments have said that he's not part of the commentary, so you went out of your way to no, get that, where he references Star that's Trek. A, that's a DVD special feature. That's the director's series Shh. special feature for this of, episode. Uh, of course. Which, which weirdly says in the heading, it says episode 911, mm. not 99. Like this is season nine, episode nine. Cooper. And it says season nine, episode eleven. Well, well, in the well. special features. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we're we're, we're I'm sure so it wasn't in the episode. It's true. I just wanted to hear real Peter Deloise <laughs> instead of Robert C. Cooper's <laughs> fucking stupid impersonation. Oh, of him. that's fair enough. In one commentary, Cooper impersonates Deloise and in, and impersonates fucking Ben Browder. And he like, didn't sound like Browder at no, all. No, he sounded no. a little bit like Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it. Yeah, I can't wait till he mimics Shepard. He'll sound shit. It's like, dude, you've already nailed this. Yeah. You don't be too stupid to realize. Cooper's not allowed on the Atlanta set. Like, no. uh, I just want to give a special shout out for the Ascendometer. Oh, yes. yes. Mitchell said that was so funny. Like, he... That would have made uh, McKay proud. Yeah. yeah. McKay would have been proud of that. He one. stopped listening to a word that Carter said as soon as she said <laughs> Ascendometer just so he wanted to raise the eyebrow to Mitchell. Like, did you catch that shit? She's way too smart to say a word like Ascendometer. And he's like, Mitchell, I'm actually jealous I didn't think of it. <laughs> just great little moments. Because, uh, yeah. we again, all the shit that happens off screen that we're complaining about, that we don't get to see. 
but I'm, I, I would much rather have seen these three characters react to him coming up with it than him actually coming up yeah. with it yeah, in absolutely. front of us. That's absolutely. yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's much different. Like this, that's why yeah. off-screen stuff works in moments yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, there was there was a moment I wanted to bring up from the very very start of the episode, and it's it's delicate because it it does touch on one of our more animated discussions <laughs> uh, back in I think it was season four with the Zaytark detector and my whole thing about how like. Fraser and Teal'c never could have heard the conversation that was going on in the isolation room, blah, all that, all that stuff. There was that moment right at the start where Carter, like Carter comes down the ramp, her and Landry are having a conversation like right in front of each other, not speaking very, very loudly about Carter explaining how they weren't, they didn't get to the planet they were supposed to get to. Mm-hmm. And then Landry turns around to Walter, who's behind the glass <laughs> in the control room. And he's like, Walter, He's like, already working on it, sir. It's yeah. like, how the fuck did Walter hear anything that they just <laughs> said? I mean, it's that great, obviously, him doing his Radar O'Reilly moments where, like, yeah. you know, since Jack took over but back in, what, season seven, season eight, yeah. where, like, Walter is just always on top of everything. But I'm just like, <laughs> there's no actual way he could have heard the conversation that they had about that and could already be working on it. But I love the fact that he is because he's yeah. Walter. He's Walter. He's got the gain up on his mic car. <laughs> I want to hear everything. Picking up a lot of white noise, sir, but I think I get the <laughs> yeah. gist of what you were saying. What he's, what he's actually done is he's got a hidden mic in Landry's yeah. medals. Yeah. So he just knows everything that's going on. Tilk swallows loudly, but I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's episode 205. Of Get Into Gate. Nice. Talking about Stargate SG1. We'll be back next week. Hey, it's a month done, guys. We're done. We're into February next week. Episode 206. We're going back to Pegasus Aurora. Aurora. I can't wait to hear that word pronounced by an American. Oh, you're in for for a treat, Am I really? You're in for a treat. Aurora. Back SGA next week. If you are new to the show, we get a shit ton of episodes. 204 prior to this, plus specials. Go back, check them out. Spotify, Apple. You know, find wherever you like to listen to podcasts and where to be sure to be there. So go back, subscribe, listen, all that sort of jazz. Spread the word of the pod. Hashtag get into God, gate. And uh, follow us up on the socials as well. And you know what? Hey, if you if you you know want to want to join an even more exclusive club. Bloody Patreon, guys. God, yeah. You could oh, be our fantastic. prototype. Yes, I was going to ask, can someone start doing that again? <laughs> also, don't forget YouTube, guys. Yeah, you yes. don't wanna, if you're too pov for Patreon, jump on YouTube, click on subscribe mm-hmm. button, yeah. get us some cash. You help us out. Yep. It's not a big deal. You know well, what? And I and during the week, I get that many notifications about a, uh, a YouTube video going up. And I'm like, oh, God, I've had enough of these. Oh, hang on. No, I am these guys. I haven't had enough of these guys. I'm liking all the uploads. So, uh, yeah, we're slowly catching up on uh, the old YouTube. eventually. Oh, no, it's not even catching up in a bad way. It's just like it's just looking at that gap between, you know, where we are now and what COVID did to us and those mm. sweet, sweet mm. episodes that you're, uh, you're putting up now. But, hey, we'll get there. It's all gravy, baby. It's all uh, it's I had all so much time during COVID. But I was too busy being drunk. <laughs> how, we all know. How is it any different to pre-COVID? Well, I have to go to work. <laughs> That's the only difference. So I try to be sober when I drive. Try. <laughs> try. <laughs> and if you take nothing else from this episode, take away that. Let's get into geek.